Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, In the Arms of Sweet Deliverance.
If you ever watched the Winter Olympic Games, you've heard Dick Buttons commenting on some of the ice skating events. When Dick was 11 years old, he decided to be an ice skating champion. So he went to the country club in Inglewood, New Jersey, where a professional trainer taught ice skating. But more often than not, Dick was flat on the ice. His father asked the teacher if Dick would ever make a skater. Never was the reply. Never in a million years. For one thing, he's too heavy. For another, he lacks coordination. But Dick wouldn't give up. He exercised to lose weight and started training with a teacher in New York. Before long, that teacher gave up and said Dick might learn to skate if he'd go to Lake Placid for the summer. But at Lake Placid, Dick found that he couldn't master the fundamental figures that all professional skaters must know. Dick's father asked one more teacher to watch Dick and consider his possibilities as a skater. This teacher finally agreed to try to teach him. After two and a half years of hard training, Dick entered his first tournament. He placed second, and soon after that he began to win. He carried away trophy after trophy from contests all over the world, and finally from the Olympic Games where he proved to be the world's greatest figure skater. What if Dick had given up when his first trainer said he was too heavy? When it seemed that he couldn't master the figures on ice? When trainer after trainer tried to discourage him? when he placed second instead of first. Although Dick was after only earthly gain, he had in his heart what he was doing and that what made him win. His trainer and his critics saw only the outside. They saw his stout figure, his clumsiness and defeat. What they didn't see that in his heart was perseverance, diligence, and such love for the sport that he could overcome all odds against him. Christians are out for a greater prize than earthly fame of fortune. They are out to win souls, to win over temptations, to gain the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing for us this beautiful song entitled, Calvary's Love.
you are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us the piano this wonderful song, Whosoever Will May Come.
When Lyndon Johnson was vice president of the United States, he visited Karachi, Pakistan. He shook hands with people at random in the crowd. But when he saw the camel driver, Bashir Ahmed, he said to him good-naturedly, Come over and see me in America. I will, answered the camel driver. Local newsmen picked up the story and diplomatic machinery began moving. The result was that Bashir was on a ride on a jet to the United States and a round of sightseeing trips. Then he left for the Texas ranch of Lyndon Johnson. The camel driver told Mr. Johnson that at home he made from 3 to $5 a day with his cart and camel, and it cost him about half his income to feed the camel. Bashir was then given a truck by the Ford Motor Company. Bashir made no secret of his excitement at being able to visit the great western part of our country. If he was still living today, he probably still would be talking about his grand trip to the United States. Think of all that he would have missed had he treated the Johnson invitation as a joke or impossibility. Just responding to an invitation gave him an experience such as he would never have otherwise. Thrilling as was the camel driver's experience, there is a far more wonderful time to be had by all those who respond to a more surprising invitation. Someone came from a far away place to this world and said, Come unto me. All those who respond by taking him at his word are given rest, peace, forgiveness, joy, hope, and eternal life. That someone was the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. Preparation was necessary for we deserved his judgment rather than his grace and favor. He graciously attended to this need by bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. The expense of our preparation was exceedingly heavy. But he willingly paid it all by his death, burial, and resurrection. His desire is that all who respond to his loving invitation should be with him and like him in heaven. All this can be yours by responding to his invitation. It is possible that when the camel driver took Lyndon Johnson at his word, he did not know whether he would go actually go to visit this country or not. He could have been disappointed. But we know that those who accept the invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ will never be disappointed. Listen to the words of this song as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing, Come Thou Found. Daily unconstrained to be 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ, the seven sayings of Lord Jesus Christ from the cross of Calvary. Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? I just want to remind you the first three of the sayings of Christ from the cross. Father, forgive them. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise and behold thy son. The fourth saying is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew 27, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And then at the ninth hour he's going to cry out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lama Shabashtani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Lord Jesus Christ said those words in Aramaic. Some misunderstood his words, and they conclude that he was crying out to Elijah for help. Before we study the meaning of the words, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We must recognize that this is a quote from Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm 22 gives specific details of the crucifixion and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet it was written hundreds of years before Christ. Crucifixion in one form or another was used by the Persians, but it was perfected by the Romans. How could King David write in such specific detail about the crucifixion and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? How could he know the exact words would be one of the seven sayings of Christ from the cross, those words from Psalm 22, verse 1. Because Psalm 22 are not the words of King David, but they are the words of God. And Psalm 22, 23, and 24 form a trilogy. Psalm 22 is the cross. Psalm 24 is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark used and reckons the time of the nation of Israel, Jewish time, and not by Roman reckoning. So Mark 15.25, the third hour, that's 9 o'clock. Mark 15.33, the sixth hour is 12 noon. Verse 33, the ninth hour is 3 p.m. At the ninth hour, Jewish time, 3 p.m., he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? There was supernatural darkness over the whole land for three hours from 12 noon to 3 p.m. And this cannot be a natural explanation for darkness since it's 12 noon. This darkness was supernaturally given by God. First John chapter 1 verse 5, this is the message that which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light and in God there's absolutely no darkness. Whenever you read in the Bible about darkness, God is not there because God is light. 
God the Father turned his back on God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he was bearing the sins of the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Lord Jesus Christ did not sin. He could not have sinned because he was God. But he who knew no sin, Peter says there was no guile found in him. God gave and, and the Lord Jesus Christ bore the sins of the whole world. He who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He made him to be sin for us. The fifth saying is, I thirst. John chapter number 19, verse 28 and 29. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they dipped it a sponge with vinegar, and they put it on a hyssop, and they put it to his mouth. Comparing the fifth saying from the cross, I thirst, John 19, 28, 29, with Matthew 27, 34, and Mark 15, 23, before he was crucified. Matthew 27, verse 34 says, They gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. Mark says he received it not. The Roman soldiers often offered vinegar or wine mixed with myrrh or gall before its crucifixion so as to dull his senses, to diminish the pain, to dull the pain of the Roman crucifixion. It was a common practice to give condemned prisoners this kind of drink before his crucifixion, kind of to dull, like an anesthetic, to dull the pain that he would experience. Lord Jesus Christ refused it. Because he was refusing any kind of help be dealing with his suffering on our behalf of our sins. He wanted the full impact of the sufferings of the cross. The scripture might be fulfilled. Psalm sixty nine twenty one, And this is what he is talking about in John 19. They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Just think about the physical sufferings. The dehydration, the Lord Jesus Christ was was parched. Here the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, reacts in agonizing cry to the pains and the pangs of thirst in his physical body of flesh and bones. In Psalm 22, verse 14 and verse 15, also, again, written by King David, hundreds of years, listen to these words, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. And again, I remind you and emphasize these are God's words. It's almost like the Lord Jesus Christ is writing this from the first person, Psalm 22. But we know this was written by King David hundreds of years before because God, the Holy Spirit, gave him the words he recorded it. The Lord Jesus Christ, who said from the cross, I thirst, also said during his earthly ministry, John 6, 35, And Jesus said unto unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. In John 19, 29, a hyssop was used. Go back to the first occurrence, Exodus chapter 12, verse number 22. The hyssop, the Passover, the blood was applied to the doorpost. 
in John 19.29, the hyssop was used. And of course, for Christ, and John the Baptist would say, Behold, there is the Lamb of God who had said, Behold, there is the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Oh, it is so important. We're going to continue looking at these saying number six and seven from the cross. But these are not the last things he ever said because of his resurrection. We need to understand these words. We need to understand God's word in light of the word of God, rightly divided. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, trust him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Morning in my heart, in my heart.